Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey Terrace, I'm Rachel. And I'm Teresa. And this is Terra Astralis. So, we have a bit of a fun, spooky episode this week. Kind of just diving right in, really. I think yeah. we've covered all our business. We have an update episode if you guys want to go check that out a few weeks back now. Actually, it wouldn't be a few weeks back because this be- is the first episode we're posting. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, because we recorded one last night. Yeah, but this is the first one we're posting. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first one they're going to hear. Right. You know, us working out the kinks live. But yeah, this one's a bit of a spooky, fun sort of episode rather than like a murdery sort of episode because... Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of them. <laughs> yes. I've got a really rough one coming up as well. So I figured we'd sprinkle a little lightheartedness in the midst and isn't this um, a story from around where you grew up in Victoria? Um, a little bit. So I lived in Horsham in Victoria, and this is based in Ararat, which is right um, between Horsham and Ballarat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's probably about like an hour and a half away. Still relatively from close where I grew up. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. So I've also got few stories actually our very first terror tales yeah um so we've got one that is sort of like a little bit about what the tour guides have said Mm. there from a few people who like went on the tours um and we've got another one that's more so just terror tales in general talking sort of like talking about her experiences and mm. all of the spooky stuff that she's had to wear, which is really exciting. I'm very excited yeah. for this. So our very first Terror Tales. It's, yeah, it's very exciting. So shout out to the two people who contacted me with their stories from this place. I really appreciate it. You guys will be notified when this video goes up. So shout out to you. Yes. Um, I've got their permission to say their names okay. in the episode as well. Make sure that was all good. So I don't think that there's any more business. Did you have anything you wanted to mention? Because this is the first episode that we're releasing after the update, um, the update is basically explaining why we've been gone for two months. So if any of you are interested in that and like and want a little bit of an explanation, I suggest going and checking that out. If not, then just continue listening to this episode and we'll Definitely, jump into the yep. horrors. Yeah. So let's do it. Also, I'm very sorry, but I've got a cat on my lap right now. Yeah, you're going to hear him purring. There's no way you won't. But it's so fucking cute, dude. We don't have the heart to kick him out because he's actually being really polite. Like, he's not moving or anything. He's just sitting there happily. He's very polite, just sitting on her lap. 
Yeah, and like he joined me the entire time because I was finishing up doing research for an episode this morning. He just sat beautifully next to me. He's the most polite out of all my cats. He's very affectionate he's, and he's very polite. He's very my polite. cat. Well, Prowly. Yeah, yeah, Prowly. He he's will just ob- obliterate anything that is in the way between me and him. Like, there's another cat there. No, nah, not anymore. They're gone. <laughs> They're deceased. There's a computer. No, no, no. Death by Prowley's ass. No, nah, I'm trying to eat some food. No, no, no. No. I don't need not sustenance. Anymore. No. No. My only goal in life is to please him. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Giving him affection. That is my only reason for living. Yeah, of course. Um, yes. He's quite bold and there. But Spano's really like, he's the run of the litter. He's a little baby. He's just super polite. He doesn't like, if you're studying or researching or anything, he doesn't like try to sit on your computer. He'll just sit on your lap and like occasionally. Right next to your lap. And then he'll like occasionally come up and he gives you little face kisses. Like he reaches his little paw up and like pats your lips. Yeah, he like like, taps you first for like permission, then he gives you like a little kiss and it's so cute. It's adorable. I love him. Yeah. We love asking for permission first. (laughs) If my cat can do it, then so can you. He's consensual. Oh, yeah. A true man. If my cat asks for consent before giving you face kisses, so can you. (laughs) Just a little PSI. That's not what this episode is about, but... (laughs) Yeah. And the other cat does that too. Indy does that as well. He pats you on the face first. Yeah. Yeah. Very cute. Let's jump in before this intro is too long. Yeah. So I am covering the Aradale Mental Asylum, which is in Ararat, Victoria, in Australia. Um, So the Aradale Mental Hospital was an Australian psychiatric hospital located in Ararat, a rural city in southwest Victoria. Originally known as the Ararat Lunatic Asylum, Aradale and its two sister asylums, the Kew Lunatic Asylum and the Beechworth Asylum, were commissioned to accommodate the growing number of, quote, lunatics in the colony of Victoria. Now, keep in mind, this is the 1800s. Yeah. So, when they say lunatics... A lot of people would treat insane asylums as, like, retirement homes for their, like, parents that they didn't want to care for as well. Or just people that were lost in the system. Like people it's a little bit too help. difficult and they just people yeah, are just exactly. like, you know what, we don't want to deal with you anymore. If anybody was too like loud, Let's be honest, we would be in there. Oh absolutely. <laughs> if you had any sort of a personality, you were deemed as female rights? Get uh, fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, you were deemed as insane. So yeah. I would be burnt at the stake, I'm sorry. Straight up. Dude, I've got a freckle Absolutely. I've got a freckle on the bottom of my foot. That's like an indication as like like you're a witch if you have a freckle on the bottom of your foot. Yeah, I'd be burned if we're at the stake. Salem, we'd be fried. Yes, <laughs> crispy. Okay. <laughs> 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 so construction began in 1864, and the guard houses are listed as being built in 1866, though the list of patients extends back to 1865. Um, so they began construction in 1864 and really they started taking um, patients like a year after that. Right. Though it wasn't entirely built, they started taking on patients. Um, It was closed as an asylum in 1998 and is now believed to be haunted as fuck. (laughs) 
1998. That's pretty recent. Yeah, that was I mean, like only like what 20 years ago, maybe. I love how that like so much time has gone by. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Damn. And as any haunt, like insane asylum, it's of course haunted. Oh yeah, of course, of course. The asylum was designed by G.W. Vivian and John James Clark using an adaptation of Vivian's initial designs for similar buildings in Kew and Beechworth. Building commenced at Kew, Ararat and Beechworth at roughly the same time. However, the asylum in Ararat was completed first and it was like the main of the three. And they had like the sister buildings. Many people believe that Aradea was built by the patients, or inmates as they were called, but this wasn't the case, and the construction of the asylum was actually contracted to O'Grady, Glynn, and O'Callaghan. So there was rumours that they had, like, the patients. Kind of like the pyramids. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that wasn't that wasn't true. That was just a rumour. Oh, um, oh, ow! He's making biscuits. Those biscuits hurt! Oh, yeah. I should probably trim his claws to see. Probably. They fucking hurt. (laughs) He's done that multiple times today. But, like, I can't kick him out. He's too cute. He's just curled up in my lap. He's actually the cutest thing ever. We'll have to take a photo of it. and um, Please do. Post it on the Instagram as well. He's so cute. The asylum was built as a town within a town with its own market gardens, orchard, vineyards, piggery, and other stock kept on the grounds. So, I don't know if you've been to, like, some... The um, Flinders campus, the Flinders Uni, they sort of no. have like their own like little establishment where they've got like a post office and like a oh, mini cute. mart and stuff like that. Yeah, so it was basically like a livable area where they had access to everything without having to go out in society, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it was like a monitored living area. Village. Yeah, basically. Yeah. At its peak, it had over 500 staff, and as it stands today, the complex is made up of 63 buildings, ranging in age from the original wings built in the 1860s to the modern forensic unit, which was built in 1991, only two years before its closure. Earlier, I said 1998 was its closure, and that's because the closure was over a range of years. Right. So is that was, is that because there's multiple buildings? Well, there was, yeah, and they had to like sort of shut down because they, if you think about, it, they have a lot of patients in there. So each building they close, yeah. they have to transport those patients somewhere else. So closing the building is a lot. It's not just a yeah, it's done a lot more of a process than yeah. um, opening. So they have to like transport all of their patients to other facilities that are suitable yeah. for them. In that time, and obviously there's a lot of paperwork and stuff to do in that, I would imagine, if they did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have fucking sucked. Um, it was over a good, I guess, seven years that it took to close. Damn, right. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense. Despite being closed as an asylum, the facility continued to house female prisoners during the building and renovation of the Dame Phyllis Frost Centre, a maximum security women's prison in the area. Aradale continued housing prisoners right up to it until its current management took over in 2001. Right. Yeah. So it closed as a as an asylum, but then it sort of just was used to house prisoners until the actual women's prison was built. Yeah. So the features of the asylum. The complex is an example of the E-plan barracks type asylum based on the model 1850s asylum in Colney Hatch, England, which you can, like, look up if you like. There's a lot of, like, plans online. Floor plans? Yeah. <gasps> Ararat is very similar in design to its sister asylums, 
at Kew and Beechworth. However, Ararat's use of linking bridges with an arcade on arched gateways is unique. Right. Now, I had to Google a lot what that meant. And it's just a design of, like, the way they build the arches and the support beams. But, you know, they were very proud of it. So I figured that I should put it in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any, like, ghost white men, like, haunting my house because <laughs> I didn't mention their design. You're downgrading my architecture work, bitch. Oh, Jesus. The buildings are constructed from oversized bricks, which were then rendered with cement. Two-storied ward wings extend to each side, separating the male and female wards. The ward wings were surrounded by courtyards lined with iron-columned verandas. Another distinctive feature of Ararat and the other early Victorian asylums is a use of specific walls around the patient's courtyards. They consisted of a trench with one side being vertical and faced with stones or brick, and the other side being sloped and turfed. This design ensured that from the inside the walls were tall and structured, preventing the patients from escaping, while from the outside the walls looked low to not seem like imprisonment. So from the outside they wanted it to seem like it wasn't too much of like a prison, but they also didn't want there to be any ability for them to escape. Right. So it was sort of like sloped where it was a lot higher on the inside than it was on the outside. Right. So in 1913, the landscape gardener Hugh Lineker was employed to lay out the grounds of Mont Park as landscape gardener for the state lunacy department. Imagine being that, like having that as your title. I'm a gardener for the state lunacy department. <laughs> like you couldn't just be a gardener. Like, no. like what does that entail? <laughs> Um, He commenced a program of landscape improvements and tree plantings at asylums in Victoria. Lineker was already familiar with the area, having previously laid the grounds of Alexandra Park in Ararat. Only a few remnants of Lineker's plantings remain at Aradam now. It's changed now to do tours and stuff like that. So um, all the old buildings and stuff remain, but they have like sort of had to keep like do upkeep and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Let's talk about the J Ward. Which is the interesting part of this. Okay. So this is the most haunted part of the um, Aradale Asylum. Like, the rest of it was mediocre. I mean, all asylums are pretty haunted as fuck. But the jail ward was more of, like, a jail. Right. So, you can imagine. In the December of 1886, the old jail at Ararat became the J ward of the Ararat Asylum. So it was, like, sort of, like, merged if that makes sense. Yeah. This was done to cater for patients who were detained in any jail, reformatory, industrial school, and other place of confinement presenting with psychological issues. So it was the jail portion of the asylum to house inmates that needed psychological help. Yeah. Um, the ward wasn't made to be a separate institution and continued to function as a division of the Ararat Mental Hospital. However, the J ward was always regarded as a temporary measure. However, it wasn't temporary, but (laughs) they thought they were doing something. (laughs) A new institution was built at Sunbury, just northwest of Melbourne, to house the criminally insane. However, when the building was nearing completion, it was decided that it would be females only and males would remain at the J Ward. This continued until the May of 1988, when the Minister for Health announced that the J Ward was to be closed over the next year. Like I said, this isn't going to be like a super long episode, but we do have some stories at the end. It's sort of like there's not a lot on it. This is kind of just, like, background information. Yeah, it is, yeah. really. There's just background, and I've got, like, a few stories on it. There's not... I mean, this is going to be a short case because there's not a lot to, like, discuss with it. Yeah. 
Okay, so the closing of Aradale began in the early 1990s with patients being transferred to community living and other facilities all over Victoria. So this was like where they started transferring patients. Yeah. By December 1993, the Ararat Forensic Psychiatry Centre was the only remaining ward and in 1997, any remaining patients were eventually transferred to the new Thomas Embling Hospital, a high security forensic mental health facility in Fairfield, Victoria. In 2001, the Victorian government provided $7.4 million to Melbourne Polytechnic to establish a campus of the Melbourne Polytechnic's Ararat Training Centre on the site of the hospital. 30 hectares of vineyards and 10 hectares of olive groves were planted in 2002 and an olive processing facility and winery were later built on site. The first planting at the Ararat campus was of 28 hectares of vines, which produced the first winery vintage in 2008. So they're just like using the grounds for like a heap of different stuff now. And it's more of like a tourist destination than anything. Yeah. So like all the tourists in that area, they go there and they like sort of like a variety of things they can do. Since commencing training and research at Aradale in 2002, Melbourne Polytechnics also established a 250-ton winery, a four-hectare lavender farm, and extensive training facilities on the grounds. The aim was for Melbourne Polytechnic to provide world-class training and winery facilities to the heart of Victoria, which it previously didn't have. Right. So, yeah, Victoria didn't have a lot of that, and they wanted more of that sort of culture in the area. Right. So let's go into the stories, shall we? Because this is the interesting part, and we are only really about, like, 20 minutes, so this is going to, like, fill up the rest of the episode. Yep. Now, this is a story that I got from someone who was, like, in the area. Um, someone who I know personally. I don't know if he wants me to mention who he is. It's okay. I <laughs> won't just be safe. <laughs> yeah. Especially with his job and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, there were reports. These are unsubstantiated because there wasn't a lot of reporting on this in that time. They weren't exactly keeping... Like, they weren't exactly the best at bookkeeping. <laughs> right. If that makes sense. And it was... There wasn't a lot of reason behind a lot of the people who were patients there. So there wasn't much. Sorry, Spano just got up. Oh. Who's in here, honey? Oh, yeah, he's happy over there. Okay. <laughs> right. So there were reports of a woman. This is just one patient, by the way. There were reports of a woman who had been there her entire life. And when the asylum shut down in the 90s, she was released in her 70s after going in at the age of 16. Oh, fuck. The reason she was admitted there? She fell pregnant out of wedlock. And unfortunately, there were a lot of patients who were... They called them... They were supposed to be called patients, but they called them inmates. So you can sort of see how they were treated. I mean, any... Any... Psych patients in that time were not exactly treated the They best. were not treated like patients. And a lot of them didn't need to be in there in the first place. No. So a lot of women who fell pregnant out of wedlock or at an age where they didn't have a husband and, you know, all that, they were seen as insane. Because, you know, apparently if you have a baby on your own without a husband, you are insane. Yeah. But at the same time, what if she'd been raped? Where she, like it's something out of her control. This is all speculation, by the way. I'm not saying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, it was something that happened like that, a lot. Yeah, that would be the case in, in a lot of. This was just cases. one woman that like shared her story. Yeah, there was so many more, and she came out in her seventies. Mm. She was released in her seventies after going in at the age of sixteen. Yeah, 
And I assume that when she was released, the reason she was released is because at that time when it closed, it was a lot later on. And I assume that when they were going through each of these individual cases and transferring them, they were seeing that there were people in there that didn't need to be in there. Yeah. So now I have some stories. I do have these people's permission to say their name. So Danielle Stanley sent me some stories. Now, one of these is from Aradale, and there's also some from Beechworth, the sister asylum to, okay. to Aradale. And then she just sent me some other, like, terror tales, just, like, about her spooky life, which is pretty fun. Ooh. So this is from Danielle. I went to Aradale about six years ago. I'm very in tune with the other side and have had many experiences. I've been to Beechworth Asylum, Geelong Jail and Altona Homestead, which I had a lot of experiences with. I got some great photos from Beechworth, faces in windows, orbs. It was amazing. But at Aradale, I was standing in the hall and heard a loud scream from down the hall. I didn't say anything as I don't like to bring attention, but the only reason I say nobody else could have heard it is nobody else reacted. So she what? heard a loud scream and nobody else reacted or seemed to hear it. Oh, very spooky. She goes on to say, I lived in a house in Langwarren that we built and it was built on an old swamp site. I saw a girl floating across the room. My daughter saw an, saw an elderly lady beside her bed and I had whispers in my ear saying, get out. <gasps> oh, I just got chills. I can't with that. If I, no, that's it. She I'm seems to have moved that. She seems to have moved a lot, which, honestly, same. I would too. <laughs> Do not blame you at all if that was happening to me, but oh my god. Um, she goes on to say, I lived in many haunted houses when I was little. We lived in Yellingbow, and something grabbed my hand from under the bed, and it was furry. I remember to this day and never sleep with my hand hanging over the bed. Girl, same. Um, <laughs> also, in that house, the bed would shake, and the cat would not go into the sunroom. Damn. I can't fuck with that because animals know, man. Animals are animals a different know. level. If your animals are like, I hate. Oh my god! I if your animal is sus about something, I hate, trust I hate the when my animals will all like look at a spot in the room. Oh my god! Cannot deal with that. Cannot deal with that. My cats do that in this one corner of the living room slash dining swear room. To god your but I'm sorted. I'm pretty sure it's because we got mice in our roof, and we've got like a little manhole on the other side. In the laundry room. It's like there's um sometimes they do that here, but like where we used to live was like I f- honestly believe it was haunted. My mum thought it was haunted. My stepdad didn't, but I don't know. It was really spooky, and the yeah. cats would freak out there too. And it was just there was like a specific part of the house they wouldn't go into. Yeah, it was right. really not okay. And like his kids also said it was haunted when they were living there. Anyway, back to the back to Danielle's story. I have so many stories I could talk for days, but I found that Beechworth had more than Aradale. But I am planning on going back to Ararat, and I want to do the asylum again. Also, going to the J Ward as I haven't been there yet. Which a lot of people report far more activity at the J Ward than they do in the actual asylum portion. Right. But yeah. So that's a lot of crazy stories, girl. I'm scared for you, honestly. Yeah. If you do go back there, report yeah, it to us. We want to know. Absolutely. Like, if you have more stories, send them in. Um, you can either message me on Facebook like you did or um, email us at terraastralispodcast.gmail.com. Yes. Indeed. With more stories. Because you said you have more stories and we'd love to hear them like send in everything please literally we can do like a full if you like 
you send us in all of your stories. We can do an episode with your stories. Like, that is absolutely on the table. So, definitely send them in. I would love to read them on an episode. I'd love to listen to them. And then we have some more from Cameron Reed. And she sent me a heap of photos. So, she sent me, like, eight photos or something like that. And she sent, like, descriptions. Yeah, so she sent, like, (laughs) descriptions with them. So, like, this is just, like, a little bit with the photos that she sent. So, I'll also post those photos on the Instagram, Tara Stiles Podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, so, which is going to be really fun. Like, I can't wait to post the photos and, like, her descriptions on there. And I will also tag you two on Instagram. So, she said, it was said that there was a patient who had Hutchinson's disease. And because it's passed down through genes, a few of his sons had it as well. It's said that you can see him in the window of the hall. And she sent me a photo right. as well. And this was in the morgue, which she sent me photos of. And she also sent me a photo, and there's, like, a jar of stuff in it. Oh, so spooky. <laughs> I did not like it. This is insane. Yeah. Like, the fact that this is what happens in Asylum Silence, and, like, they just... It's, like, so chill. Like, it's so normal for them. It was pitch black in the morgue. Our tour guide said that it was a requirement to have a peppercorn tree outside the morgue. They held picnics on the hill near the morgue. And a little girl was in the trees and discovered limbs attached to the trees. They were there to dry out for research. As in whole ass, whole ass human limbs that they were just drying out on the trees while like these little girls like it's fucking laundry. Yeah, the fuck. I'm sorry for bursting your ears, but I can't fucking get over that. Dude. Like, legit, they just had limbs hanging off trees to dry out for research. <laughs> like, love, I would rather you have them in, like, a dehydrator, like, in the back room. Don't you don't need to, like, hang that out while I'm having a picnic? That, that's nasty. That is so nasty. That, oh, it just, yeah, no, I couldn't get around that. She sent me that, and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking gross. Yeah. Imagine how scarred that little girl is. Oh my god, yeah. I feel sorry for her. That's insane. That is literally insane. So that's, they held picnics on the hill near the morgue, and this little girl just, like, discovered limbs attached to the tree. I can't. I can't fucking know that. Imagine, like, looking up, you're like, looking at the clouds, you know, like, looking for shapes in the clouds, you look up and there's just limbs. (laughs) Oh, look, it's a foot. Like, (laughs) What cloud does that look like? Oh, oh my <laughs> god, I can't handle that. That's yeah. not okay. That's so not okay. No. But um, yeah, guys, if you have any more stories, send them through. Just like anything, really. Um, like Danielle, you sent me through, like related to Aradale, but I loved all those other little stories. So if you yes. like have any more just spooky stories from the other places you've lived send them through like we will read them on the podcast yeah and i'll like link you in the instagram post and everything like that is i know our podcast is technically meant to be like true crime and all that but like these like little horror stories yeah fucking get me that's like true crime it's not true crime but like it's still fascinating spooky conspiracies like that is our shit spooky stuff yes yes I mean, our name is Terra Astralis. So anything True. that's terror, terror inducing. Look, yeah. If I have something grabbing me from under my bed, I would class that as terror. Yeah, to valid, be very valid. Or like shaking my bed. No, no, no. I don't want that. No. Fuck off. <laughs> I want gone. my mandatory six hours, bitch. <laughs> I don't need that. Eight hours. It is supposed to be. I never get eight hours. Do you get eight hours? Yes. 
If I don't have to wake up early the next morning, yes. No, or if not, I'll get more. Yeah, no. Like, a, a good really... night of sleep, for me, is like 11 hours. I had a really weird dream last night, and I feel like I remember waking up from it and rolling over and just telling Zach the dream. <laughs> like, I think that that's what happened. But I asked him, and he was like, no, I don't remember that. And I'm really sad, because now I don't properly remember it. Oh. Like, I tried to tell him so he would remember it. And he had the audacity to be half well, asleep. Is he a light sleeper or a heavy sleeper? Oh, he was for sure, like, only woke up because I, like, had a nightmare and woke up. Right. Which he, like, comforts me and stuff. But he's definitely not awake. So I don't know why I was, like, half remembers asleep. all of this information right now, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just expected it. I loaded it on him like it's a bloke USB. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how of either of our partners put up with us. Yeah. but it was. Like, I love you, Dylan, really by the way. Fun. It was, like, really <laughs> scary, honestly. There was, like... It, it was, like, the world was split into, like, four sections. And it was, like, the north, south, east, west portions of the world. And there was all this, like, crazy shit going on in, like, each section that, like, the world was fucking ending. And I had to, like, fix it all. Oh, right. It was spooky. That would have been spooky. Yeah. I had a really bad nightmare the other night, actually. And I woke up and it's like, like... <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> he was like, it's okay. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> uh, I get a lot of nightmares. I mean, I understand... Like, I've got nightmares in the past. Like, in the past few years. But, like, I wake up from them and I'm like, oh... Okay, and I go back to sleep. Yeah, no. Like I don't like wake that. up terrified from the mine are so my all of my dreams are so vivid, like so vivid. Yeah, like I mean seriously, I have dreams about ticks being in my fucking belly button. That was very bizarre. It was very very bizarre. I um yeah no mine oh, are very. I also vivid. had that dream. This guy was flirting with me, and I was just being friendly, and then he tried kissing me, and I I pushed him away, and I was like no. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and I was very proud of that when I woke up and I instantly told Dylan. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a cheater. Maybe my dreams. <laughs> but I got so upset because this guy got really, really close to kissing me and I was like, oh no, I cheated on my boyfriend. He's going to be mad at me. I have a lot of dreams of Zach cheating on me. Like Most I'm of legit, my dreams up. where I'm cheating on Dylan are with you. That's so funny. It's I so find that so funny. funny. <laughs> I literally wake up and I instantly message you and I'm like, girl, I had a dream where I had sex with you last night and I'm so uncomfortable. You literally, there was one in like great detail that you messaged me. I'm not going to yeah, say it on here, but like no. you legit sent me in great detail what you did to me too. Yeah. And I was like, oh my fucking God. And I was like, this is my best friend. I mean, yes, she's hot. But okay. this is my best friend, and we're both in straight relationships. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> you live rent free in my mind. Thank you. You're welcome. It's actually a really good compliment. <laughs> I have a lot of dreams of Zach cheating on me, and it really sucks because most of the time he wakes up very early to go to work. So, but most of the time that I have them is when he's already left for work. So I wake up and he's not there, and then I'm salty the entire day, <laughs> like the entire day. <laughs> It sucks for him. <laughs> oh. What a trip. Anyway. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Toast Charles Podcast. 
can find the same handle on TikTok. And have you found out what the username is on for oh Twitter? Oh my god, I still haven't done it. Check you know it out what? now. I'll, I'll do. Link out. Um, if you guys have any terror tales like we were mentioning before, um, email us at terraastralispodcast at gmail Um, and make sure to follow. Uh, that's not Canon Productions. Yes. the network we are now support connected the to. Patreon, if you can. Otherwise, if you would like to support us sharing our socials or like our content or anything if you are able to donate we have a donation page but we definitely you definitely don't need to do that i need to set up a link tree with that yeah we need to set up a link tree with all of our stuff the link tree will soon be in like all of our bios and it'll have everything it'll have like all the different platforms you can listen to us to all of our different socials and the link to our acast the donation um, yeah, a cast supporter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but yeah, Twitter is also Australis Terror. There's no underscore, so it's okay. just Australis Terror. Okay. Yeah, on Twitter. So we just. Awesome. I also I have the link for the supporter a cast thing there. It's a pinned tweet on our account. Okay. Um, and I upload like updates for episodes and things like that. So I've never used Twitter, so Yeah, I'm still learning. Um <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. We're gonna have a link tree soon, so we'll um have everything. Linked, yes. Which will be really I need cool. to do that. Um, is there anything else that we need to link? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. We've done we've done the um, TikTok, Instagram, Gmail and then Twitter and that's yeah, I think that's all it is. Also, since this is not a super long episode, we're just gonna I'm just gonna slide it in here real quick. Um, our podcast hit five hundred total plays. Fuck yes. Like that's it it may not seem a lot for like being a podcast, but like that is huge to us. So we're now at like um five hundred and twenty two, which oh my fucking god. Like I know. we actually hit five hundred plays, which means five there's been five hundred times where somebody has like been listening to to our voices. Yeah. That's insane. Also, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but someone um, commented on my personal oh. TikTok um, where I was talking about the podcast saying that Terra Stralis is a podcast they listen to when they go to sleep. And I'm sorry, there has never been such a bigger compliment as podcast hosts. Like, should we make I took a, that to heart 100%. Should we make a like, sleep ASMR case where we just talk like this the entire time Dude, the episode. if you dare i'm gonna just straight up stab both of us you don't, you don't think i should talk about murder and just be like and then his eyeball rolled down the staircase please don't <laughs> <laughs> funny, but, like you imagine going to sleep to that like oh really do well dude asmr <laughs> makes me uncomfy but how much more uncomfy would it make you if we were talking about, Dude, like, yeah, actually, murder? Yeah, like, the heebie creepies were, like, I couldn't... <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> you know what? When you're away for several weeks, I want to make an exclusive episode. No. ASMR. Don't you fucking dare. A moida. A moida. 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 <laughs> oh, oh I would have to make it the goriest possible as well. Like, it would have to be. Yeah, but you'd be doing it on your own. So there wouldn't be any fun commentary. True. We all know I'm the best part of this podcast. Okay. Yeah, uh, I take it back instantly. Alright. Alright. Come on. Okay. Damn. I saw a thing 
you guys can totally like i assume that you would have like turned off by now but if you're still listening you're the real mvp we're just like talking shit now but i saw a thing <laughs> on tiktok um yesterday where somebody was like you're a bit overconfident aren't you and this one was like i believe it's just called confidence fuck oh. yes own it what she's such a bad bitch a bad oh bitch God, moment such a bad bitch i love it yeah fuck yes yeah oh all right that's it for this episode Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, and we'll catch you guys next week in next week's episode. Next week's episode is going to be very interesting. It's not going to be really a murder case or a horror case. Oh, I'm so pumped. But it's going to be very research-based. So this good. is research that I did back in high school for um, a project. And it is what really sparked my joy and love an interest for true crime, you know murder, I was and supposed horror. to read it too, and I was literally going to, and I've never gotten around to it, so I'm glad that I haven't. Yeah, you didn't even listen to the podcast? Okay, so... No, yeah. I didn't. Right. Because, I, but I also mean, when we started this podcast, you said from the start that that was something you wanted to do. Yes. That as an episode. So I was like, well, I'm not going to listen to it now. For people confused, um, for this assignment, I turned it into a podcast for, like, the final result. Yeah. It was like a quick 12-minute, three-episode podcast that I made. I don't have the recordings anymore because my laptop shat itself (laughs) back then. But I do still have the scripts. And I've made a podcast episode out of it. So that's what you'll be listening to next week. Yes. It's very interesting. And I believe the week after that is the head fuckery that I recorded yesterday. Oh. Blow your mind. Yes. Blow your mind. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye, Terrace. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.